Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Brian Kane with another Coaching Matters group coaching program podcast part of the Mental Performance Mastery podcast. Today, we feature Coach Steve Wojciechowski, a two-time national championship winning assistant coach with Duke men's basketball, a two-time Olympic gold medalist in men's basketball, and the former Marquette University men's basketball coach. And in this great call, Wojo is going to talk about self-care in coaching. What are the things he knows now post-coaching that he wishes he did when he was coaching. Some of the key things he mentions are the importance of keeping a daily routine, journaling, his meditation practice, his yoga practice, and making sure that you first start with prioritizing what's most important to you and then building your daily schedule around meeting those priorities. In a great, authentic, and transparent podcast, Bojo shares his experiences, stresses, success, and adversity in coaching so that we can all benefit. Let's join Coach Steve Wojciechowski. And super excited for today's call. And today's call, this episode, uh, we're going to have Steve Wojo Wojciechowski. He's one of the most respected players in Duke basketball history. He was the 1998 NCAA Basketball Defensive Player of the Year. And he started his coaching career at Duke University in 1999 and helped the Blue Devils to the NCAA National Championships in men's college basketball in 2001 and 2010. He also was a part of the Team USA Olympic basketball program and had helped the red, white, and blue to two Olympic gold medals in both 2008 and in 2012. He was named the head basketball coach at Marquette University in 2014, where I had the privilege to get to know and work closely with Coach Steve Wojo Wojciechowski. And tonight on our Coaching Matters group coaching program, Wojo is going to talk about kind of self-care in coaching and what we can do to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves so that we can be our best for those that we're trying to coach. So Wojo, it looks like you got your mute button back on there. If you want to come in and join us here, man, we're ready to rock and roll. What's up, BC? Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, man. Excited, Thanks for being here. Excited to join you. Um, you know, I'm, uh, it's, uh, this has been fun. You know, like I'm in a unique time period in my life where, uh, you know, I got into coaching when I was 21. I was a very young coach at a really high level at Duke and, and spent the next 25 years doing it. And one of the things that I found is when you're on that hamster wheel, uh, at least for me, I didn't reflect as, not, as much as I should have. Um, so after having kind of a year doing a lot of different things, one of the things I did the most was reflect and take inventory of kind of where I was at, uh, what I liked, what I didn't like, where, where I could get better and um, excited to share those things uh, this evening. 
Yeah, we're excited to have you, Coach, you know, and I appreciate you making time, you know, and I first want to just welcome everyone to the Coaching Matters Group Coaching Program sponsored by Fundraising University. We'd like to take time to say thank you to any of the current Fundraising University coaches and administrators that are joining us on today's call and making this possible. And for the coaches on here, they know that Fundraising University is the top high school fundraising company in the United States, helping to raise over $150 million for programs since its inception in 2009. And, you know, Coach Woj, on tonight's call, we've got some of the top high school coaches, high school athletic directors, we've got college coaches, we've got uh, entrepreneurs. And I think the one thing that's consistent amongst everybody who's on the call is high performance pressure, high stress, high demands on themselves and from other people. And I think, you know, in the pressure cooker of college basketball, you've gotten to experience that and are definitely going to have some strategies to be able to share with the people tonight in the coaching matters program to help them to really take care of themselves and be their best so that they can show up the best for those who they lead. So, you know, I don't want to just kind of turn it over to you and have you share, you know, some of those experiences that, that, you know, I'm confident are going to benefit the people who are here tonight. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate that. I, I think one of the things, you know, as as we share an evening together, you know, I want to make clear, um, I, I by no stretch of the imagination do I have all the answers. Uh, I'm on my own individual journey, like many of you are, uh, where we're trying to to maximize our time on Earth, um, and in in doing so. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of incredible experiences. Uh, personally, I've been around some of the best of the best, whether it's in sports or business. And I've tried to play, pay close attention and learn from, from those people. So uh, what I'd like to do is share a little bit about my own journey and, and also some of the things I uh, learned from watching others do it at an elite level. Um, you know, Brian mentioned uh, one of the things that I think leaders sometimes do not put as much focus as they should on, and, and certainly rings true with me, and, and that's self-care. You know, you, you've heard the, you know, the old sayings, whether it's you can't pour from an empty cup or, or whatever, whatever uh, you've heard about that, those things to me, in my experience, are, are really true. Uh, when I first got the job at Marquette in 2014, uh, one of the guys who coached me in college and actually recruited me was Mike Bray at Notre Dame. And I remember, you know, kind of taking a congratulations call uh, from Coach Bray. And one of the things he said at the end of our conversation is, don't try to do all this today. And being young and arrogant, probably, I, I was like, I got this. And um, so one of the things I, I didn't focus on as much is my own energy, physical, emotional, spiritual, uh, mental energy. And if you're a leader and anyone in, in my estimation can be a leader, if you are a leader, um, it's going to be imperative that you lead yourself first. And, you know, some of that is counterintuitive, right? Like you're, you're supposed as a leader, you're supposed to serve other people. You're supposed to give your gifts freely to the people who are counting on you as a means to guide them to the, their best version of themselves. And so it takes a lot of giving. 
and it's really constant. And it can be professionally, it can be as the leader of a family, it can be as a leader of a community, you're constantly giving. And if you're not taking time, one, to be clear about exactly where you are, what you want, and how you're going to get there, and take to really map that out, and then make sure included in that are things that fill your tank. So when people go to your you know, gas station, there's gas left in the tank to give them. And uh, for me, especially when I started out, you know, it was like guns a-blazing. It was like the wild, wild west. Like we're going guns a-blazing and we're going to try to, uh, to dominate everything in our path. And I tried to do that myself. Um, and by the end of my time at Marquette, I was really depleted. And, you know, again, at the end, when it was over, you know, I, I, I could really, I could deal with that, that depletion. Um, I wish I would have taken measures at the very start that would have served me in a more sustainable long-term way. Um, and, you know, that, I think that's key. You know, well, Joe, I, I think, go ahead. What, what, what were some of those, what are some of those measures that you would have taken if you could go back and do it again? Well, you know, I, I was, I was organized. Um, however, in college basketball, and it's probably like this in, in many industries, uh, there are things that you know are going to happen during the day and you can be prepared for those things. But there, there's always a curveball the next pitch down the, uh, from the mound. And what ended up happening to me is that um, I would have been much more intentional and organized around my time and energy. And I, and I wasn't. I gave both of those things away freely. And that was a mistake because at the times when I needed to be my best, whether it's uh, mentally or emotionally as a leader, but even physically as well, um, I, I wasn't. Does that mean I was horrible? No, I but it was, it, you know, if, if you have awareness of what your best is, you know when you're not meeting it, even if other people don't. And so... Um, I would have been much, much more protective of my time and energy and make sure that I was clear on the things that um, were priorities, the things I had I needed to do that could not wait another second and needed my time, attention and mental energy versus things that uh, could have waited or could have fit into a more organized schedule uh, and still worked out however they were going to work out. And I didn't do that. Mm. So it sounds like being able to kind of reflect back, making sure you're investing in yourself, making sure you prioritize, make sure that you realize every time you're saying yes to something else, as you're trying to grow a program, you're saying no to something else, right? Every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And if that becomes your mental, emotional, physical health, that can, that can, have big tolls 
on you and your performance, you know, whether other people recognize it, you recognize it. And I love that piece about, you know, you know, you know, if you're operating your awareness of what your best is, is, is the thing that's going to be paramount and be that driving, you know, Woj, when you are at your best and you've been around some of the best, you know, whether it was with the Olympics, whether it was at Duke with coach K, you know, you've been, you've been around the best now working with doing some work in the NBA. When you are at your best, what are some of the things that you're doing that you now realize, you know, the coaches that are on this call, if they, if I could get them to do these things that have worked for Wojo, maybe they would work for them and maybe it would help someone with their energy or with their, their career, with their focus, with their health, or some of the things specifically, whether it be a yoga practice or a meditation or journaling, or now, you know, now you're a marathoner, things that you're doing that you feel like would help other people as well. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, the, my, the first step in, in this last year was to get clear to, to really come to a point of my own personal clarity around what was most important. And, and then intentionally scripting a day around those things and then filling whatever time was left with, you know, things that maybe sounded fun or I wanted to do or was interesting but would not interfere with my priorities. And the four things in the last year I've really been focused on are family, friends, movement, and learning. And so for me, um, some of the practices that help me beyond the clarity, uh, I've become huge into yoga. If you would have told me at 15 as a, you know, a young scrawny kid growing up in Baltimore, that I would have a regular yoga practice and not only love it, but get to the point where I don't feel the same without it. Uh, I would have said you were crazy, but yoga for me has uh, given me a chance to, to slow my mind down, to, to breathe, to set an intention and to, you know, meditate, whatever word you want to use, meditate on that intention. Um, it, and it's an hour a day for me. But when I talked about like self-care and things that fill your bucket like that for me is it, it, it kills a number of things uh, in, in one sitting. Hmm. You, you have the mental, you have the physical, you have the breath, you have the presence. Um, and the days I do yoga, everything else in my mind is better. <laughs> and the days I don't, um, I don't feel as good. So that's been something that's been huge. Uh, reading, um, you know, one of the funny things, you know, uh, being around Coach K for 20 years, you know, he would always say, you know, he's not a reader. And of course, he read and he studied and he's brilliant. <laughs> But he can sit down and read a book is what he was saying. Um, and so I don't know if it was by osmosis or what. I almost labeled myself like that. Hmm. Like I don't have time for it. And, uh, you know, I've gotten back in um, to a reading practice. And it has many of the same uh, qualities for me. Uh, when I do it as the yoga does. And so, and the third thing I do is I, I take a walk outside. 
I do yoga. I read every day. I do yoga five or six days a week and I'll take a walk uh, with my dogs, you know, five or six days a week. And again, these are not, these are not marathon walks or whatever, but it, I, I have guideposts within my day where my time slows down enough for me to ask myself, am I, am I executing the things that I wanted to execute? Um, and so it's been a very positive thing. Mm, I love that. And I think one of the things, you know, coach that we all can benefit from there, you're talking about, you know, getting clear. I thought this was one of the, one of the best things we've heard said so far on, on our, you know, almost 30 coaching matters episodes was get clear and come to a point with your own clarity on what's most important, right? So number one, for our, for our listeners, number one, get clear on what's most important to you. And then two, intentionally script a day around those things and then fill in the time with what's left, right? Because creating a great day isn't going to happen by accident. It starts with the intention of what is it you want to do? And two, how are you going to get there? You know, and then as a part of that day, Bojo, what I'm hearing you say is that you intentionally script in four things, family time, friends, movement, whether that be yoga, walking the dogs, and also learning, whether it be, you know, time reading, uh, maybe I know you listen to podcasts. Is there anything else that you feel like you're doing that is part of that ideal daily kind of routine that's allowing you to connect deeply with friends, family, maybe any other types of movement or any other learning that you're doing? Yeah, I want to just put a disclaimer out there. You know, when you when I said I, I want to focus on family, friends, movement and learning, you have to be careful who your friends are because they'll invite you to run a marathon with them. And after you agree to it, then they will throw in the fact it's three weeks away. And so all of a sudden, you know, three weeks from the phone call, you're running in Tucson, Arizona, longer than you've run in 10 years. Fine. So you got to be careful <laughs> of that. I just want to make that uh, abundantly clear. Well, well, you know, while you brought that up, though, Woj, what let's talk about that for a second, because I think for a lot of people on the call looking at going from, man, I haven't done anything like I haven't run more than three miles. And now in three weeks, you're running a marathon. Like what what spurred you to do that? And what did you learn from that process that you can share with people here? Because I think there's a lot exactly. to take away from that. Yeah, I think one, you know, with the friends piece, you know, I, I, I consider myself very fortunate to have a lot of friends. Uh, when I was coaching in basketball, the friendship, and again, this is not when it's not intentional on my part, um, it seemed to always happen at, on my terms. So my friends would come into town to support me to watch a game. And it was very hard for me to be present with them, to share with them. It was they were coming to watch performance and it was thanks for coming. I'm on to the next thing. And, and so I, I, there was part of that, that I didn't feel good about. So one of the things when I said friends was I was going to intentionally do things with friends, or if a friend asked me to do something, I was going to say yes, unless it interfered with something I couldn't miss with my family. So you call and you say, Kaner calls and says, do you want to run a marathon? And I was like, yeah, I do. You know, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm getting back into shape. And, and then I say, when, when is it? And he goes, it's in three weeks. And I was like, holy moly. Um, but for me, I, the negotiation 
of should I do it, this, that, I, like take the negotiation off the table. It was, it wasn't like you're going to, you're going to, you're going to be there for your friends if it meets these conditions. <laughs> like that was what I wanted to get away from. <laughs> right, right, right. I wanted to get away from that. And so it was like, yeah, you know, like ask my wife, can I do this? Is it? And she's like, you can do it. You're, you're not very smart for doing it, but yes, you can do it. Um, and so I took the negotiation out of it, like do it. I'm, I'm going. And then, you know, the three weeks of training, um, look, you know, anytime you're going to do something out of your comfort zone and running for me, running 94 feet for two hours straight is not out of my comfort zone. It's something I've done a lot. Running a marathon is way out of my comfort zone. Um, for most of my competitive life, I, I will, and, and this may have been maybe a mistake. I was competing against others, right? And, and I had a group of people doing it with me when I was playing or coaching, but we were competing <laughs> against this other group. One of the things I enjoyed about the marathon was I was competing against myself. Like, look, I, I was not set up to run a world record time. I did not go into the marathon thinking after three weeks of training, I'm going to win the marathon as a first time marathoner. I wanted to get out of my comfort zone and, and see what I was capable of. And the opportunity presented itself to do it with a friend and um, I did it. And so, you know, sometimes you have to just make your mind up, like I'm going to do this. Mm. Mm. And and, you know, again, and, and I'm all for plant, but like at some level, you have to take the option of not doing it off the table. Like it's it's not a matter of like if or maybe I will like I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability on this day. And let's see where I'm at. And, you know, fortunately, I finished um, again, did not set any records, maybe in like the uh, 90, 90 to hundred age bracket. I was probably in the top 200. Uh, but I, you know, I, I, I felt great about it, you know? Um, and I would, you know, one of the things that I wish I would have done is more, you know, again, it doesn't have to be running, although it can be like do things where you're out of your comfort zone. I have a lot more time on my hands and, I ended up a lot of times when I was in a, uh, a coach, the head coach or associate head coach, I ended up saying no to a lot, uh, not because I wanted to, um, but because I, I basically made excuse like, I can't, that's not possible for me to do that. The times I got out of my comfort zone, talked to people in, in, in different uh, areas of life, learned from them. I always came back refreshed and better for it. And so that's, that's been a, uh, I think a really important thing and something I'll always keep in what I'm doing because the time you think you're losing doesn't compare to the things that you will gain and then can eventually give. Of that, you know, I want to come back here, Woj, and kind of maybe have you talk about like what what you learned about yourself going through that, right? Like, like going, okay, I have, I said yes to this, I'm going to do it, 
and you finished it. And then kind of what's, you know, what, what was the feeling like the next couple of days, right? Was there, was there a man, a feeling like, I can't believe I did that. I don't know what else can I do in a, in a, in an increase in confident, you know, was there anything that kind of you, you gained from that experience that you would encourage other people to, as you know, Jesse Itzler talks about putting a Masogi on your calendar, something that's so big that the rest of the other 364 days a year kind of have to align for you to do this on this one day, but that one day impacts the rest, you know? So as you think about that, I just want to take a minute here and, you know, again, would like to, to recognize fundraising university and owner Mike Bahoon is the official sponsor for the coaching matters group coaching podcast. And, uh, for our current coaches, if you'd like to be a coaching mass uh, matters ambassador coach in your state and earn an extra five to $20,000 part-time, just contact Mike Bahoon, M Bahoon at fundraisingu.net, or you can contact me directly, Brian at briancane.com to inquire about our new ambassador coach program. And for any coaches or business professionals that are looking to transition careers full-time, uh, fundraising university is hosting a transition program, uh, that we can you know, share information with you about, uh, how we can make that transition happen. So again, email M Bahoon, B-A-H-U-N at fundraisingu.net, or just hit me directly, Brian at briancane.com. Also want to take a moment to just ask all the people that have joined us here to, uh, to mute yourself if you would, and just mute everybody, uh, if you would, so that we're getting some feedback in the background, coach Bojo, obviously unmute yourself, but, uh, everyone else, if you would mute yourself, that'd be great. And then if you would, uh, inside of our chat, any questions that you have for coach Bojo, I like to make this, these coaching matters, group coaching program opportunities, uh, as interactive as possible. So any questions you have, please feel free to drop them inside of our chat and we'll get those asked the coach and coach coming back to you. Biggest things that you've taken away from putting yourself out there, right. To run a marathon like that. Uh, to be able to, you could say, you know, I would encourage other people to try this. Here's what it's done for me. Cause I, I mean, I go back to the first marathon that I had done back when I was teaching high school, 2004 spring. And I didn't think I would ever finish that. And I, and I finished it in like six hours. You smashed my time. And, but I looked back at it and said, you know, I, I've gained a lot of confidence from that going, if I put my mind to something, whether it's that, whether it's writing a book, whether it's starting a business, whatever it is, I had that thing to draw on. And I still draw on that first marathon all the way back then, almost 20 years ago. Yeah. I think the biggest lesson that I took from that is you need to be really careful how you label yourself. Mm. And so for, 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 I'm sorry, can you still see me? Good. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. this is here. Hang on a second. Beautiful. Somebody, somebody has hacked us. Good. Yeah. Good. All right. Good. Um, what I mean by that is uh, prior to running the marathon, you know, I would, and you asked, you've asked me, like, you want to go for a run? I'm, yeah, I'm not a runner, <laughs> you know, like. I, you know, I, I can do short sprints. I can put a ball through a hoop, like, but I'm not, a, I don't like go out for runs. Um, and that was kind of, that's how I labeled myself. Uh, and I think we do this in a lot of areas, right? I'm not a reader. I'm not a writer. I'm not a planner. Um, you know, all these things. And we, we basically speak these labels into existence, you know, and for me, it was it was a great reminder to always challenge the things that you label yourself as. Hmm. And, and because a lot of times, especially when they're, you know, like labels that 
prohibit you from trying something that's healthy and good um, are, are need to be challenged, need to be mm-hmm. challenged. And I, I think it's a good, I, I think that's what doing things out of your comfort zone provides you an opportunity to do. Um, you know, like I said, like I'm not a runner. I ran a marathon. I'm not a reader. I've read every day for, you know, X number of months, you know, eight, whatever, 12 months now, eight, eight, you know, 10 to 12 months now, hmm. you know, it's like, that was a lie. <laughs> you know, like what lies are you telling yourself? Hmm. What, what are they? You know, cause we all do. And a lot, and, and again, it doesn't, it doesn't make you bad. It, it, just, holds, it just holds you back. It holds you back from doing things with people that would serve you in the moment and much longer than that. And so, you know, for me, I've kind of challenged myself with that. You know, um, look, I've been a, I've been involved in college basketball uh, as a player or coach since 1994. This was my first year out of it. And it's, you know, the amount of coaches that have reached out to me, like, are you doing okay? Like, you know, it's like worried. Like, yeah, you know, like I would have, I would have said 10 years ago, uh, what am I going to do? Yeah. It actually, what was a bad day for my ego has proven to be a great day for my soul Hmm. because it's allowed me to reconnect to things, uh, that I loved and that I was good at, um, for a long time, you know, like I was, when I was younger and trying to be, you know, make the dreams that I had as being a college player and one of the best and all those things, I didn't label myself as anything. Everybody else did. He's short, he's white, he's slow. He doesn't shoot all that great. Like I didn't put those, that was like everybody else. I just, I just did the work. Mm. I did the work. And so uh, that the marathon 